Are you tired of driving around and never finding any parking? Well, luckily, I know a guy who created a really cool app. It's called Easy Park. It's a revolutionary way to park your vehicle and never deal with the stress of parking ever again. This app solves all parking issues by completely eliminating parking stress from the ones who own cars. With the push of a button, your own personal valet, who has a clean driving record, will arrive at your location and take care of the rest for you while you enjoy your day. Users can sign up to be valets to make easy money or sign up as a customer. Visit EasyParkApp.com. That's EasyParkApp.com. Today to learn more and tell them that In The Mind sent you. Welcome to another episode of In The Mind. I am your host, Eric, a.k.a. Duke Devlin, a.k.a. HBK. And I am here flying with my co-pilot, Raul, a.k.a. Razor the Bad Guy. And Razor, before we begin, I just got one question. Are you pumped? After just listening to what we just heard right now, are you pumped? I am ready. I am pumped. I'm ready to gum ready to hit a punch back whatsoever. I'm pumped. Heck yes, I'm pumped. All right. Don't scare our listeners, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you just heard that, you know that is the best club banger from the 90s. You know, the only video game theme song to hit the clubs. And if you don't know what that song is, Razor Ramon, tell them what that theme song they just heard. It is the original theme song from Mortal Kombat. I got pumped. Fatality. (laughs) Anyways, guys, thank you for joining us today on this, well, from where we're at, on a rainy, sleet, snowy, whatever, there's precipitation, okay? And here we are on the road, and basically what we wanted to do was talk about what's been going on in the world of wrestling. And what a good way to start with wrestling, then playing a song that will kind of get you pumped up, ready to fight, then listen to Mortal Kombat. Great song, great theme song, gets you pumped up. I'm ready to go play some Mortal Kombat on my Sega Genesis. <laughs> yeah, I remember those days, dude. I'm ready to go. We, I'm ready, ready to roll. Let's get this show on the road, buddy. Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen. So, without further ado, I just want to say, um, we had off for like what was it, like about a week or so because uh, I think Razor, you weren't feeling well, and I wasn't up for it. Like I was just dead, overtired, exhausted. So. I think we deserve that one week off, so I apologize to our listeners who missed us. But, here we are back again, the boys on the road. So, ladies and gentlemen, what are we going to talk about? Well, like I said in the beginning, we're going to talk about wrestling. Why? Because if you guys remember in our previous podcast from like a couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago or two, called All Elite, at least that's what I remember what I put the title as, (laughs) um, (laughs) some things happened that actually happened and why do i want to talk about wrestling i know for our listeners out there we're not big wrestling fans but if you listen to our podcast about all elite wrestling i hope you guys enjoyed it because we're about to talk we're about to talk more about it get in depth and then maybe just maybe relate it to everyday life let's see where this podcast goes join us for the ride because we don't know where it's going razor ramon tell them well a lot of things have been going on with WWE right now As foremost, is a lot of people getting pushed, meaning that they're getting their, you know, after working their butts off, they're getting their careers on the move. So far, I have, from what I've noticed, uh, well, let's see, Kofi Kingston's getting a uh, match. Uh, what else is going on, Eric? Please refresh my memory. memory. I do not recall. Well, Razor Ramon, I appreciate you just diving right in, man. I could always count on you just to go right in. You don't even care if it's a deep end, shallow. You just want to dive right in, exactly. straight to the point. Just how I, you know, I guess most people like it. But what you're trying to talk about, Razor Ramon, is push. Because remember, Razor Ramon, we got listeners who have no idea what the term pushed means, my ah, friend. Yes, I do apologize about that. So, you just lost brownie points for that, my friend. Sorry. 
listeners, I'm sorry. He's trying right here. It's just. It's a rainy day. It's a rainy. It's his first time. Please be gentle with him. <laughs> <laughs> he just got a haircut. <laughs> Oh man! I didn't get my lollipop. He didn't. He, he didn't get his lollipop. <laughs> <laughs> you pay someone twenty bucks to cut your hair. You know, at least he can get his lollipop back, right? Sucker or something. He wants a sucker. Oh god. Anyways, um, so interesting enough. Like I said, uh, Raul just jumped right in. So in the world of WWE. Um, okay, let's backtrack to All Elite Wrestling to the previous episode in the pack in the past where we talked about what needs to what changes are coming to the wrestling world, what free free uh, agent wrestler where was he gonna sign? Um, if you guys remember, uh, we talked about Kenny Omega, who uh, wrestled in New Japan Pro Wrestling, whose free agency came up, his contract ended, so he was a free agent. Question was, where was he going to sign? If he was going to sign with WWE or sign with his buddy at the new wrestling promotion, AEW, a.k.a. All Elite Wrestling. And um, we went into depth about that because, as you recall, Razor, I said, wherever Kenny Omega signs is actually going to determine the fate of one company mm-hmm. over the other. And, you know, and surprisingly, I think it was like last, a couple weeks ago, he signed on with his buddies in AEW, which is what a lot of the fans wanted so he, for him to sign there. you know. But it was still kind of shaky because when it comes to the wrestling world, you know, always expect the unexpected. You know, you, you, know, you get what, you know, you get certain surprise, basically. But thankfully, he didn't go to the WWE because, you know, we talked about the fears of what would end up happening with his career. If he went there, how restrained, how restricted it would be for him. Um, he wouldn't have creative uh, freedom. Correct, thank you. He wouldn't have creative freedom. So he went with AEW with his buddies. And, man, AEW just got the ball and started hit the ground running. They got a wrestling event coming up called Double or Nothing, in which it will be held in Las Vegas. And... It's a sequel to the first pay-per-view call all in where they're getting signed up a lot of independent wrestlers uh, wrestlers to come in and have a great match and so far Razor Ramon from what I've seen it is stacked like this event's going to be great you know you got Hangman Page who came out saying that he wants to be the first champion ever for AEW wrestling which is great you know mm-hmm. and he's going to wrestle with Pac aka Neville who used to be in WWE and Kenny Omega is going to have his second round with Perhaps the GOAT, uh, arguably, the GOAT, right the now. GOAT, Y2J, a.k.a. Chris Jericho. And, well, what does that leave WWE, since Kenny Omega did not sign over? Well, surprisingly, WWE has decided to come up all out. They started, uh, as Raul said in the beginning, pushing WWE superstars. Talent that they had for years, now they're pushing them. What we mean by the term push is mean... They're giving them the opportunity to basically become top stars. You know what I mean? And Raul mentioned Kofi Kingston. Kofi Kingston is a wrestler who's been with the WWE for over like 10 years and had some career success, but never really got the uh, stardom, as you can say. You know what I mean? Up until recently. And it's funny. It's because of what happened with him. It's kind of what inspired me to have this podcast episode also as a continuation with what you know um all elite wrestling episode so i know i'm throwing a lot right now it's kind of it's going to be hard to process but we want to get this in there as fast as we can as quick as we can because the wrestling world is changing drastically and well aew they're working on their thing they're working on double or nothing their second uh wrestling pay-per-view event and they want it to go great this time they have the support of the Khan family the owners of the jackson jacksonville jaguars which is great um they have their card stack they're they they keep like every week they're signing new wrestlers from independent promotions and these wrestlers are great man and what i like about it is that they're making deals with other wrestling promotions like for example aew made a business relationship or, you know, set a business relationship with AAA, a, a wrestling company down in Mexico. One of the biggest wrestling companies down in Mexico. 
which is great because that allows more talent to come in. And uh, bottom line, this thing is going to be amazing. I'm looking forward, you know, at the Double or Nothing event. Hopefully I get a, hopefully I get a chance to watch that. But also, I want to look at Beyonce, see what's going to end up happening. With that said, WWE has done some interesting things. And Razor Ramon, before we get into WWE, what do you think? What are, what are your thoughts about everything that I just said and perhaps more that you already know? Well... Like you said, AEW, <clears throat> new, good uh, promotion to signing new talent. As you stated before, <clears throat> excuse me, I've been sick and I'm trying to get over my sickness. As you stated that they made a business relationship, not only with Mexico dirt, but they, 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 um, they also started a business relationship with China. China, China never, <clears throat> China never had a, you know, their own wrestling promotion until, uh, a Japanese wrestler called Shima, if I'm not, if I correct me if I'm wrong, Eric, Shima went over to Shanghai and started his own wrestling promotion, which is starting up real well. And then they're having, um, they're bringing their own talent to a Double or Nothing, and hopefully with them, you know, their business will grow. On top of that, we get to see new talent, new wrestlers, see their amazing moves. I mean, me personally, dude. I love martial arts, and when you know when he, when they met in China, I thought, great, we're gonna see some martial arts action, a little bit almost like MMA and all that. But I really think AEW is gonna you know is doing well, rolling the ball, signing new talent like you said every week. They got you know they got their financial you know background. Excuse me, not background. They got their financial stability and everything. <clears throat> and I'm pretty sure you know they they could be. a Within a couple of years, it could be a good promotion, Eric. I agree, I agree. And that's just kind of like recapping on what we talked about in the first episode. Um, everything you just said. So, what I'm, talking about, what I'm talking about, though, is what they're doing now. So, for them to sign with AAA, a long-time wrestling company, that's huge. As opposed to the Chinese company that just started a couple years ago. What I'm talking about is you're building connections with already lasting companies. What already has a legacy. So that's solidifying AEW. And that's what I was referring to. You know what I mean? The Chinese wrestling promotion, that's great. Um, They're going to have the great wrestlers. But what we're talking about, though, it's what's already solidifying. Because basically AEW and that Chinese wrestling promotion, they're solidified. You know, they're trying to bring each other to be solidified. But when AEW signs with AAA, which through Cody Rhodes that they did, that just cements their status. And that's what I'm referring to is that they're already past the they're already past the um, the beginnings, the beginner stages, stages of a company. They're already past that. This right here is a partnership. You know what I mean? That's and, and that's what I'm referring to in this aspect. So that's already great within AEW because now your wrestlers can go to AAA and AAA can send their wrestlers for their events. And that's perfect. That's what you want to have. You know, you want to connect wrestling companies and that's what they mean by changing the world everything was its own territory or its own brand unfortunately unless unless you're like the independent wrestlers where you're signed to a certain company but you kind of have the freedom to go to another promotion for like an event or a couple matches that's great but this however actually just builds a bridge and of course you want to build a bridge with other companies who are also starting out or trying to build their legacy but nothing beats Building a bridge with a company that's already has history. You know what I mean? And so that's what I'm referring to in this case. So it's great to see AEW doing that. And, I mean, like I said, I'm glad that Double or Nothing is coming. I'm already looking past that, though. I can't wait to see what comes after that. True, true. Man, I do hope they give us free tickets, Eric. We need those free tickets. (laughs) Or at least watch the streaming ways. Um... So, while all that is going on with one side of AEW, you got WWE. So, WWE is doing something interesting that I kind of... I don't watch the programs, but I do kind of read up, like, the uh, blogs. I, I read up the dirt sheets and kind of watch little highlight videos to kind of see what's going on and have an idea. WWE, interesting enough, have gotten... Uh, it's very interesting. When you're a big company like WWE and you have a lot of a lot of minds on there who've been in the get you know been in the business for so for so many years, they're doing things that are very interesting, and that is that 
while AEW has created so much buzz, so much noise, and actually legitimately changing the world in wrestling, WWE decided to play their their way of catching up. Um, and but what I what I mean by that is they now incorporated like. They're, they're like they're kind of like stepping away from the PG stuff. They're stepping away from the 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 the, the uh, older stuff. You know what we're what we're used to seeing. You know they're basically what they're doing now is kind of like the stale storyline, stale rivalries that they had. They trying to be family friendly thing. I mean they're still family friendly, but they're still they're now they're starting to add a little extra spice to it. You know what I mean? Why? Because they realize they're losing their fan base. Their fan base are going to AEW. You know what I mean? And you got to please them. Because guess what? Uh, WWE is public is out publicly owned. You know, I mean, they have shareholders. They have a board of directors. That, you know that Vince McMahon has to answer to. Fortunately, when you're dealing with those kind of people, they hate to lose money because they're losing money in their investment. So how do you lose money? You start losing people. You start losing your fan base. A lot of them are going out, and of course that hurts you. So oddly enough, the WWE decided to like stop. Rewind and start from the beginning a new way to build interest to the product. So, for a while, for like the past couple of years, WWE had their two brands, Raw and SmackDown, in which they had them split. Raw did their Raw stuff, SmackDown did this SmackDown stuff, and they wanted to act like there were two different promotions. But you can't do that when you have like a roster of 20 people and you got 10 of them in Raw, 10 in SmackDown. You can't really build a legitimate rivalry if you have them cross-branding every single week. So they decided to do away with that. I mean, they still kind of have them separate, but now they're not emphasizing it anymore. Because you got wrestlers like Charlotte Flair showing up on Raw now, uh, who she used to be on SmackDown. Well, she is part of SmackDown. Becky Lynch is part of SmackDown. Uh, and you have them going to Raw. And then you also have some Raw wrestlers coming to SmackDown. You know what I mean? And funny thing is that they decided to bring in the authority figures of Triple H and Stephanie McMahon, supposedly, you know, the COO, and I think she's the CFO or whatever. And, um, it's funny, like, they're they're there to be the authority, but yet they're there to basically make matches, make things happen. They're listening to the crowd, you know what I mean? As they always say they do, they listen to the fan base. Shane McMahon is there as well because he is of the McMahon family and he has ownership of the company as well. So they're all there creating matches, you know, title matches, champion versus, you know, the number one contender. Out comes Vince McMahon, the main boss, the CEO, the guy you want to listen to. And he's throwing out there, and he's like throwing monkey wrenches in between the whole mix. Curveballs and You know, he's throwing curveballs and everything. You know, like, for example, one rivalry that's a very... Becky Lynch is calling herself the man because she turned... She turned... She went from a good guy to a bad guy. Now, all of a sudden, she's like the person who is the... Um, anti-hero that everybody likes problem with that is that 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 character already died before it even got a got a chance to run like that just started this year and we're already in march and that story and that character to me is already over like it's it's done you know what i mean i i have no interest because all she's going to come out here and cut a little bad attitude and people are going to eat it up and they go absolutely nowhere with it like it's ridiculous Ronda Rousey's every every wrestling fan's kind of displeased with Ronda Rousey because they feel like she doesn't deserve to be where she's at. But um, I'm like, whatever, Ronda Rousey. She's there to make the brand great. The problem is that they're still not the wrestlers that they have cannot compete up with that. You know what I mean? They can't. They don't have wrestlers who are ready to take on the spotlight. If you know what I mean, and have the capability to take on the spotlight so that's why vince mcmahon comes in like basically on april wrestlemania like the super bowl for wrestling and the wwe the match ronda rousey the champion the women's champion versus the number one contender becky lynch kind of got scrapped because becky lynch has a knee injury supposedly but yeah she's coming out every week with his like wannabe stone cold steve austin attitude which nobody's buying by the way 
Um, here comes Vince McMahon saying, oh, I'm going to throw a curveball in here. I'm going to add someone who's more deserving, who has a legacy. And he throws in Charlotte Flair. Now, I like it because you know, I'm biased. I love Charlotte Flair. Everybody knows I love me some Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair, if you just happen to hear this, I love you. I want free tickets, by the way. No, I'm kidding. I just want to meet and greet and all in between. So, <laughs> and, uh, all in between, he says. <laughs> hey, man, don't be mad at me. I'm trying out here. <laughs> anyways, um, anyways, he throws that. He adds it to the match. People hate it. They're hating like typical Vince McMahon. They've been calling Vince McMahon for years out of touch. He has no idea what he's doing. He needs to step down. He's not listening. You know, he's pushing his favorites. He doesn't care about the other people. Vince McMahon throws in Charlotte Flair. And that's her. And automatically she becomes the, 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 the chosen few of Vince McMahon. Right? Then you come in SmackDown. We got Daniel Bryan, who is a WWE champion. And Kofi Kingston, who earned his number one contender spot to face him at WrestleMania. Uh, no, no, not WrestleMania, but at the next pay-per-view, whatever it is that's coming up. And Stephanie and Shane McMahon come out, and they give this great promo introduction about St- Kofi Kingston. That, you know, he first came in at WWE with a Jamaican accent, pretending to be Jamaican. And then along the way, he lost that Jamaican accent. And all of a sudden, he's from South Africa. Or Ghana, I'm sorry. <laughs> From Ghana, and then next thing you know, he's like, uh, he's part of the new day and everything, right? They're all excited for him. Here comes Vince McMahon again, and you know, he says, Kofi, like, you've done great. It was, you know, it was great to see you coming up all these years, and you definitely deserve this, op- deserve this opportunity. However, I'm gonna go give this opportunity to someone who's more deserving, <laughs> and he gives it to Kevin Owens, who makes his debut. After his in- long time after his injury, biggest surprise got a great, great pop from the crowd. But yet, there goes the fans again. Ah, how dare Vince McMahon takes away an opportunity from someone who's more deserving, and he's so out of touch. And then at some point, they start calling them racist. <laughs> and like, I'm like, all right, people, let's not take it too far. I see. That I, I get it. I like. I get. I get you upset, but let's not go that far because our truth is a U.S. champion. So get out of here with that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So, Booker, you know what I mean? Booker T's allowed to come back whenever he wants. You know, let's 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 not He's get too far ahead. <laughs> let's not let's not get ahead of ourselves. Like, but to me, it's interesting because oh, all the while, let's take it back. WWE with their developmental brand called NXT, they're bringing up a lot of NXT stars, NXT stars to the main roster to Raw and SmackDown to compete to change things up. Now. Why is WWE doing that? Again, that is to keep up with the change of what AEW is doing. AEW has yet to have their second pay-per-view event, yet they got WWE trembling in their boots. So they got to come up with changes, right? So they're bringing up uh, younger wrestlers, newer wrestlers from their developmental program to the main roster, and they're doing great, right? And now you're giving opportunities for people who've been in a company for such a long time, only to take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, there's so much going on into this that I think it's hilarious. And um, I could keep talking about this, but I got to get Raul after he's done recovering from his cough attack. Um, are you okay, Raul? Do you need yeah, CPR? I'm good. I'm okay, because I'm not going to give that to you. I think there's a lady in Walmart who will. All right, let's go there. <laughs> the fact of the matter is, I love the fact how you say like Vince McMahon, you're right, he's a true genius. But I like the but I love the fact that he's trolling the WWE fans, which is hilarious to me because people think that you know, as Eric said, people think that he's out of touch. You know, he's pushing whatever. You know, he's pushing who, whoever he wants. But the thing is, Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon is just doing one thing. He's just peeping, you know, what everybody's saying. He's hip to it. You know, he might let you know his son-in-law, his daughter run the company, and everything. But he he knows he hears. You know, he hears everybody. Now, you know, you're right. They are bringing, you know, time from NXT, such as, uh, like, uh, Tommaso Ciampa. Who else is um, going up there? Aleister Black. Who else? Uh, what's his name? Johnny Wrestling. Johnny Gargano, who's actually pretty great, too. And they made a huge impact. I think two, like, week and a half ago, they made a great impact and everything. But, um, 
Yep, they are making WWE Charm on the Boots since they're bringing up, you know, their younger talent from, you know, their developmental brand and everything. And I was I was really surprised that Kevin Owens came back. I, I To be honest, Eric, I didn't even know he was injured since I don't watch WWE as much, you know what I mean? Right, right. And um, when I saw, you know, when I saw this, you know, like the, the little, I saw, like I, I'm on Facebook most of the time, you know, and I saw that, you know, that Kevin Owens came back. And then, you know, calling Vince McMahon a racist. Like, no, he's not racist. It's the fact that he's, you know, he's letting, you know, he's telling everybody, like, yeah, you guys want this. But guess what? I'm going to throw this in the mixture. But, you know, for a fact, I'm pretty sure, Eric, you can agree with me, it's going to be a triple threat match in WrestleMania. I know, I think the other pay-per-view that's coming up, I think it's Fastlane. I don't know. It's, it's, one, it's one of those. It's one of those. But I really want to watch that double over nothing, man. That's the one I'm, I'm really want to watch. See how it is, because I'm excited for it. But back to WWE. Uh, let's see, man. This is it's crazy. And I like now. Now I might even watch you know the highlights on YouTube and everything. Just trying to see like we you know where it's going at. Trying to see you know the fans' reaction. That's just me. Like I want to. I like listening to the fans you know, on YouTube, saying what they want to say like about Vince McMahon and everything, man. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like you said, I know you touched it right on there, where I said that, uh, where you said that, you know, Mr. Man is listening. See, this is what I'm saying. People out there, you know, whatever monkey wrench he threw in there with Charlotte Flair, adding Charlotte Flair to the women's match, um, taking out Kofi Kingston and adding Kevin Owens, and the people going on the comments and Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and on these little dirt sheets and, you know, blogging about it, Vince McMahon is, how dare he, see, that's typical of Vince McMahon, he's out of touch, he's just pushing the ones he, you know, the people he like, his go, you know, his chosen few. Um, then, like I said, he started adding that he's a racist remark. Look, people, Vince McMahon has been in the business longer than any of you. You know, he knows the business in and out. Yeah, sure, he's old. Yeah, sure, there's moments where he does seem out of touch, but who doesn't have that? You know what I mean? You know, in their whatever, in their lives, like, and with anything, right? But here's the thing: they pay attention. They're listening to you. You know what I mean? The problem is, is that, A, the fans, they're never satisfied. Like, first they wanted Daniel Bryan. Now Daniel Bryan's, cha- Daniel Bryan's champion. Now they want Kofi. So when Kofi's champion, who are they going to want next in the next month or so? Like I say, they, the fans today, they have a short attention span in WWE. The WWE fans have a short attention span because they think everybody in their roster deserves a championship title. They take away the... the, the the, the 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 formula of you have to be good. You have to work your way up. You know what I mean? Now, granted, there are some wrestlers who've been in the business for a long time and have not been given that opportunity. I get that. But why is that? Because maybe there's a newcomer who actually does have that charisma, who does have the total package, who does have the ring, who is better than the guy who's than the person who's been there longer and just kind of been going with the flow. You know what I mean? So, and I'm not saying that's Kofi, because Kofi was able to reinvent himself so many times. But at the end of the day, like, maybe there's a bigger picture involved where it's going to draw money. And as much as Kofi Kingston's likable, as much as that, you know, the fans love him and he's been in the business for so long. Let's be honest, though. If you put the strap on him, do you want to put the strap on him? Just say, here, congratulations. You finally win a WWE champion. Or... Which I believe, if you're going to be champion, you're going to be a fighting champion, but also a champion who is money. Who brings in the viewers. If Kofi Kingston is champion, I'm sorry. That to me is what I call a babysitting, cha- a babysitter champion. Who just babysits the title for the next guy who's going to be a, who's going to have a long title reign. You know what I'm saying? And so, as much as I like all these, everyone to become WWE championships, it starts losing value of the title itself. Because, like... Let's put it this way, man. Um, Razor, if at this rate they might as the WWE for their championship title, they might as well make it a tournament like the Super Bowl. Basically, every like every year you have all these competitors wrestle each other where the points matter, and at the end at WrestleMania you have the two top guys fight out to become champion to earn the title as champion, but not have them retain it because guess what? 
come next, come tomorrow, they it starts it all over again. They gotta drop it at that them. rate with what the WWE fans have with that short attention span, yeah. that makes sense for them. And I think that's what AEW cut on, and as I think that's what they're going to do. We'll see when they actually create a title and put it on who who's going to win it, whether it's Hangman Page or someone else. We'll see if maybe that's what it is. Because in their statement, they said, we're going to have matches where wins and losses matter, actually count. So I'm thinking that's what's going to be. Where like they're going to maybe have like a tournament or something where it's going to be worth having. Whereas WWE, with these WWE fans with that short attention span, who's going to be... Raul, you and I could have been in WWE for like 10 years. And just because we've been there for 10 years, fans are going to want you to become champion. You become WWE champion. And two months from now, now they're going to want me to become champion. Two months after that, they're going to want the next person. So basically, I'm just holding... So basically, I win the title. I'm keeping. I'm defending. And next thing in two months, they tell me, oh, you got to be champion. So I got to drop it to you. Then the next day. So basically, you know, touching what Eric said, they're fickle. They're, they, 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 they just... They can't, you know, they can't... They cannot... Set their mind straight, basically. They can. They're not satisfied. You know what I mean? And so, with WWE trying to maintain, I guess, what I think, at least with my opinion, they're trying to still maintain value that being champion means something, being the top guy means something, as opposed to having a round robin every couple months for a new person. Is that really going to draw in money? Is that going to draw value to being a top Top star is that going to draw value to the WWE Championship or any championship title that they hold for that matter? It isn't. It's going to lessen the value. You know what I mean? The fact that we talk about Ric Flair, 16-time WWE Champion, a record—not uh, WWE Champion, but just World Champion—that record was going so strong for so long up until two years ago when John Cena ties the record, and John Cena and Ric Flair are the only ones who can share that title. But at the rate that we're that WWE is going, the fans want everybody to become 16-time champion at, at such a like shorter rate. That's what it seems like to me. You know what I mean? So for that matter, it, it makes more sense for the WWE to create to push more wrestlers to you know with the give matches. Them, give them a green light here. Take go. We're, we're yeah, you're gonna matches. have exciting matches because why AEW and all the other independent promotions they're all about creating exciting matches if the title doesn't mean it that much guess what we're gonna give you the best dang match that we're gonna give you and it's just an exhibition match it's just a regular one-on-one match and it's gonna be the one you remember wwe unfortunately could not have that because they lacked at that so now they're pushing becky lynch kofi kingston bringing up people from the developmental program so on and so forth right now vince mcmahon being that evil genius that he is he hears these comments from the people. He hears the fans saying the things about they're saying. So you know what he does? It's like, if he says, oh, if you think I'm out of touch, if you think I have a selected few that I want to push, if you think this and that, guess what? I'm going to give you what you think. So that's what he did here. And that's what actually like inspired me to have this podcast. When he came out and, did, and took the opportunity away from Kofi Kingston to give it to Kevin Owens, and the comments that I saw, how dare Vince McMahon, see, he's out of touch. How dare he take it away from Kofi? Kofi deserved it. He earned it all those years. He's a racist. Blah, blah, blah. I started laughing because what? guess what? The light bulb went in my head. And I'm like, you know what? Vince McMahon is a freaking genius. People, people are making me out to be the bad guy, like legit the bad guy of what I think the business is around. Well, guess what? If that's what they think, that's when I'm going to give it to him. So he's trolling the fans. <laughs> and it is so freaking genius. I love it. You know what I mean? He's like, if you think this of me, okay, let's make that a reality. So now, while he's doing this, people are getting so upset, like legitimately upset. With so this. butthurt upset. He's out here doing it. I'm like, all right, well. By him coming out trolling, he's like giving them the middle finger in their faces, and they're you know, and they got no choice but to like fall into it. They're falling to the trap. <laughs> he is a genius, the evil genius. Is yes, it's hilarious. It's like he plays it. He plays the evil. He plays the bad guy so well to a T. It's hilarious. But this is he takes it to the note because he's always known as playing the bad guy, like the evil boss and all that. Oh, I but missed those he, days. But no, he takes this to another level 
because now he's bringing it. He like you created this reality. You created this image of me that I'm I have a selected few now. That I'm pushing these stars. I'm forcing them down your throats. I'm out of touch. Oh my God, what he's doing now is like all right. I'm gonna make that fantasy of yours of what you guys think of me into a reality. reality. And here he is. Boom, Monkey Wrench, Charlotte Flair in that match. Take out Becky Lynch. Boom, take out Kofi Kingston. Put in Kevin. And who knows what else? It is pure genius. I just when I thought that WWE was gonna be like, you know, garbage and everything. No, nah, like, like not like you know, basically pushed out of the road to like AEW. Vince McMahon comes in and he's like, screw it, we're gonna have fun and we're gonna do this. They're calling me this and that. I'm gonna give it to them. You know what I mean? Oh my jeez. This is great. I love it. And the fans are eating it up. They have not adapted. See, this is the thing, folks. You can... Pardon my, pardon my language. But you can bitch. You can whine. You, you can, can cry. Complain. You can moan. You can complain. You can angrily tweet. Whatever. You can do it all you want. And think... That because you're the fans, you can hold a company hostage by saying, we're hijacking a certain show. We're not going to that. You know what they're going to say? Screw it. There wouldn't be a product if it wasn't for us. So guess what? We're taking it back control. And now we're going to give you what you think you want. We're giving you what you want. Except when we give it to you, you don't like it. So which one is it? We give you what you want. You cry about, okay, here you go. And you don't want it. You don't like it. Look, you're unsatisfied. So what he does? All right, screw it. We're going to have fun now. Oh, my God. Like, just when I thought WWE was dead in his tracks, nah, this dude comes out and does that. <laughs> it's great. That is why he is the man. That is why he is a genius. That is why he is what he is today. Man, I wouldn't be surprised if Vince McMahon sold his soul to the devil so that he could keep on living. So he could just keep on. And I hope he does so he can keep on trolling these idiot WWE fans. Because really, it's the fans that ruin it. You know what I mean? And they're coming <laughs> over to so AEW cool. now because it's a new product. And I'm like, no, you stay in WWE because you're going to come and ruin this product. <laughs> you in it for life. <laughs> yep. Oh, God, man. You're right, man. You're right. Vince McMahon. Hell, Vince McMahon. <laughs> he is the evil genius. Man. I really do. Like I said, Eric, I really do miss some days where he just came out. The evil, you know, the, the I think I think what they call him was the genetic jackhammer, if I'm not mistaken. But he is a pure evil genius. I've seen some things. Well, I, I'm not going to ruin it for you guys. You guys got to watch it. But, um, <laughs> yeah, like Eric said, you can definitely, you know, moan, complain, but... You you got what you wanted. You're going to eat your cake and eat You're going to get your cake and eat it, buddy. You know what I mean, Eric? <coughs> I definitely do. Yep. I definitely do. I definitely do, man. Man, I I mean, I can't wait. Yeah, like, I'm literally waiting till tomorrow. Because, you know, I'll, I'll use just, just sometimes. Since you told me about this, Eric, what I'm going to do tomorrow is this. I'm going to watch the highlight of Raw. If, you know, hopefully Vince McMahon is there. I'm just going to keep reading the comments. I'm going to giggle my butt off while I'm at work, dude. Because I know for a fact, you know, what he's doing is great for WWE, you know, because we thought WWE was on his tracks. But if I see another comment about Vince McMahon being a racist, I'm I'm literally going to be laughing butt off. I don't care. I'm just going to watch what he does. Because now the fans... Whoever complained and everything is getting what they want. You can agree with this or disagree. They're getting what they deserve because they're always going to be asking, oh, why why isn't this guy getting another push? Why isn't this guy getting another push? No. You want this? You got it. I mean, it's great to see what's going on with the wrestling world. And like I said, to kind of backtrack to the beginning, all this would not be happening. All these monkey wrenches would not be happening. If it wasn't for AEW coming up alive and about and changing things up. They said they were going to change the world. They did it. You think they would do it directly? They're changing the world directly and indirectly. Because now WWE, who says, we don't see them as competition. That's fine. BS, you don't see them as competition. Then why are you doing all this? It's because they got you shaking in your boots. You know what I mean? They got you. And um, now I will say this, though. 
on the last uh, last week on Monday Night Raw, I didn't like I said I don't watch it, but what I saw on like what I read and saw on on, on highlights. Last Monday, they were celebrating Ric Flair's 70th birthday. So they brought back Sting, Shawn Michaels, all the legends, you know, and they brought the roster to celebrate, you know, Ric Flair's 70th birthday. Roman, you know, and they brought back Batista to basically beat up Ric Flair because Batista came back because he wants to fight Triple H at WrestleMania. Roman Reigns came back to basically tell the fans that he is. Coming back to wrestling, you know, now that he's in remission because, you know, he he stepped away, you know, to take care of himself because, you know, he has leukemia. And now he says he's in remission, so he's coming back. So, after all that, in Monday, that was just Monday, and then Tuesday, the whole Kevin Owens thing, right? And then bring up NXT stars to, like, basically be part of the roster. So, in two days, they brought back Legends. They're creating new matches. They're throwing monkey wrenches for two main event matches. They're bringing up stars for NXT to wrestle. Come back, rest, you know, come back wrestlers are returning to the ring. The only issue I have with that role, even though it was kind of, it wasn't great, but it was different. The only issue I have with that though, Rahul, it was kind of like the WWE went all out in those two episodes. Like they put all their eggs in, in those two baskets for that one week alone. Because come tomorrow and Tuesday... Are we able to keep that up, or are we gonna get, or the fans are gonna get like a dead week episode, a filler, a filler up, you know, a filler week, up until the next pay per view? Because that was a lot in one week, in two days, in one week, a lot has happened. So my thing was, did they put all their eggs in those two baskets? Did they put all their efforts for that? Because mind you, they fired Arn Anderson, of you know, who was a part of the creative team. And they brought in Bruce Pritchard, a guy who was part of like the Attitude Era, who kind of made segments better. They're cre- they're changing the creative team, but I'm like, do you guys do you think Raul that maybe, even though it was great to see that kind of change, a little shake up in WWE, but I think maybe they just put all their efforts in those in that one week. Because come this week, are we gonna get the same thing? Are we gonna get the same type of energy, the same impact, same shocker, and all that jazz? Or are we gonna get all these dead episodes? What you what you telling me is this? Since they, I'm guessing, with these two episodes that passed, they gambled whatever you know whatever you know whatever ace they have there up their sleeves to you know present you know Triple H, Batista, and everything you know because me personally I wanted to watch these watches. I know I think a couple of months ago you and I went to like a wrestling event. And I think it was like what the thousand episodes of a SmackDown in DC. Yeah, it was. And if I recall correctly, Evolution came out, and you know, <clears throat> Batista told said something to Triple H. You know, you never beat me whatsoever. So, man, I really do hope WWE didn't gamble the last ace up their sleeve and just literally just say, okay, let's just wait to the pay per view. I really hope this this they they didn't do that, but. If they brought in, like you said, they brought, they fired you know, Arn Anderson, the enforcer, the original four horsemen, and they brought in Bruce Prichard, who was part of the Attitude Era, and wait, Bruce Bruce Prichard wasn't he part of uh, I think another promotion TNA if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, he went to TNA as well. He was also part of uh, I believe WCW in the back as well a little bit, but yeah, he went to TNA for some time. Yeah, the, yeah, that, that's how I know they're Bruce Prichard. I mean, if they're trying to be edgy, you know, hey, kudos to them, but. I'm, I feel like honestly they did. Um, I could be wrong though. We'll see. We'll see in the next coming weeks. But I feel like they did put all their efforts for this one week because WrestleMania is not for like another month. You know what I mean? Right. And right. I feel like they did this to kind of like generate a buzz, create some noise. Mind you, AEW they don't have programming. They don't have weekly TV shows. You know what? All they have. Social media, they have like a YouTube channel where they do all elite episode, but that's not really AEW. But they have um, Twitter, I'm not Twitter, like Instagram, where they're promoting the 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 wrestlers that they signed, where they're promoting Double or Nothing, something something as simple as everyone else do, as everyone else does when they on when, a daily basis, well, on a daily posts, basis yeah. when they post their food and pictures of themselves in the bathroom. That's what they're doing. Like, meanwhile, media, yeah. WWE has a platform. They have TV shows, weekly programming, and I feel like they kind of 
put all their efforts and energy towards for one week, what are you going to do the following? You're competing with a promotion that doesn't have that. You know what I mean? As like them going against us and all we're doing is all we have you have your instagram page and all i have is this podcast yet they feel like we're a threat to them and they got to come up with a with a better instagram <laughs> you know what i mean better, the better you know better. the better podcast you know like <laughs> i i don't know like is that i mean to them to say aew is not competition i think they are and you do see them as competition you know what i mean so but like again all this comes back to the young bucks on their press conference saying, we're going to change the world. Boy, they are changing the world. Not just because AEW, ex- you know, what they're trying to do. But they are changing the world because AEW exists. And that's changing the wrestling world with WWE. Trying to get more creative. Trying to get edgy again, in a way. And then, sorry, there's some people who cannot drive and honking the horn. Sorry, we're not driving people. We're just sitting in the parking lot. As usual. Anyways, um, but then again... AEW signing with AAA, and then having this Chinese promotion. I keep forgetting what they're called. I think they're Oriental... Uh, O-E-W. O-O-O-E-W, Oriental Wrestling Entertainment. O-W-E-W. O-W-E, something like that, whatever. And then other promotions, let alone. I mean, because they got a lot of great guys there, too, that they signed up. Ooh, I think, oh, wow. You know what I mean? These guys are good. Why aren't they picked up? And I'm glad AEW did. The only thing I'm I want, AEW, I want New Japan... I'm hoping that time flies for this one wrestler's contract to expire. I think you know who I'm talking about. Because this man deserves to be in the spotlight. Deserves to be in a promotion that appreciates him. And his buddy's already there. I mean, his buddy started the company. Kenny Omega's there. And that is the villain, Marty Scroll. That dude needs to have his contract up already so he can come to AEW because he's the only one missing. That dude, man, he can make things happen. Oh, man, that dude is great. The villain, Marty Scrawl. That guy, I love his character. He's hilarious. Not only that, I really do hope his contract goes up because I think think he's wrestling in, in ROH. He has his own little... Set calls what the a villain enterprise, if I'm not villain enterprise, yeah, yeah. So if he does join AEW, the set is complete. All friends are there: Paige, Young Bucks, Cody, Kenny, all of them. That would be perfect, dude. That'd be so perfect, dude. It's great, you know. It's so perfect. Oh, I forgot to add, dude. Listeners, I forgot to add. That WWE has released a couple of wrestlers because wrestlers have requested their release from WWE. Why? Because AEW exists. They realize, like, uh, what's his name? Ty Dillinger. He's Ty gone. Dill- he's gone, yeah. Um, what's his name? Oh, God, the guy from NXT who used to play wrestle in New Japan. Um, oh, uh, 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 um, uh, shoot, I forgot his name. Um, well, do you remember... Uh... NXT. Uh, I'm not going to waste too much time trying to think about it. A couple of other wrestlers have requested their release from WWE. And they granted their release. Why? Because they realized that there are opportunities outside of WWE. And of course, that came out because of AEW. You know what I mean? Man, like, who would have think? I'm glad AEW exists. And I can't wait to see what they do. But boy, are they changing the world. Kenny Omega is in AEW now, which means that, oh my God, if he went to WWE, that would have been the end of AEW. AEW would have struggled, to be honest. But now they got the cleaner. Kenny Omega, the top free agent, signing with them, great. The wheels in motion for them. They are got they got the WWE shaking under boots. They're making connections, building bridges with other big promotional companies around the world with history longer than WWE, to add to that. Man, I'm excited. The wrestling world has definitely changed, and it's changing for the better. And all I'm saying, bro, I don't know about you, WWE fans out there, wrestling fans out there, Ring of Honor, New Japan, AEW fans. Look, right now is the best. It's an exciting time for wrestling, and just enjoy the ride. I don't want to hear any complaining or moaning from it. Just enjoy the ride. Because this is going to be great. Listeners out there, if you have no idea what we're talking about because you're not wrestling fans like we are, I understand. But please, I hope this is educational for you or at least or at least piques some interest. Man, but all I can say is it's great. Yeah. 
Trust me. This is educational. Hope it piques your interest and everything. But I'm telling you, man. What a time to be alive. 2019. I knew 2019, Eric. I knew 2019 was going to be full of great ventures. And look at it. A new wrestling promotion coming coming up. AEW. Oh, my God. I knew this year was going to be good, man. I'm so happy, man. You know what I mean? I definitely know what you mean, man. I definitely know. I'm here. I hear what you're saying. It's exciting, and we're gonna keep our keep our eyes on it. We're keep in tune. Maybe we'll talk about it again um, later down the road to see what's going on with the wrestling world. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up because we gotta go. The weather's gonna get worse, um, so we want to make sure we get home safe. Um, but before we let you go, I uh, want to remind you guys. I haven't done a good job in promoting this a while back. However, the Gmail for this podcast is up. It's called, dang, I forgot the Gmail. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> um, it'll be in the link uh, on the Anchor app. Um, I'll go ahead and probably post it, uh, the episode where I talk about the Gmail after this one. But c- please keep a listen because the Gmail is up. We, I would love to get your feedback, your comments, or any ideas of what you guys want us to talk about uh, You know, further down the road with this podcast. Anyways, guys, for Razor Ramon, Oh, Razor I'm going to let you sign off. Do you have anything you want to say to our listeners? Well, like I said, Eric has a Gmail. If you guys want to, you know, <clears throat> you know, can't in contact with me, I do have my, I do have the link in my Instagram. Is that at TrueGentleman8827, I believe. Just look me up. I'll definitely, you know, if you have any comments, questions, you know, I, I have my social media, you know, I'm up. So, Eric? Alrighty, folks, for, for Razor Ramon, for myself, for our listeners, Wherever you are in the world, it may be good morning, good day, or good night. For us right here, it's just good day.